0: Afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age podcast. Thankfully for our listeners, uh, I have people to talk to today. So, Seth and Stephen are both back in the house. How are you, gentlemen, doing? Pretty good. Pretty good.
1: Pretty good. Can't complain.
0: Um, so, you, before before today's topic is is the noble lie, but uh, I, we were chatting briefly before we got started about uh, Ben Shapiro, who I. Uh, admitted to Stephen and Steph, I didn't really know who he was uh, initially. Mm -hmm. Uh, The name, of course, sounded, was familiar, but it has kind of a familiar sound to it, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, there are lots of Shapiros in the media and plenty of Ben's. And so, um, and then I was actually hoping, so what was the row about? So Ben Shapiro, who, so my experience, of it, didn't know who Ben Shapiro was, saw a photo of him. It was like, Oh, this guy is clearly a dick. And so now there are a handful (laughs) of people. I actually, you know, it's not, I I certainly don't believe in phrenology. I, I, I definitely don't believe that, that the cast of someone's visage can give you insight into their right. psyche. But I do feel like there are a handful of people that when you you see them, you have an impression, and then that impression is abundantly confirmed by their behavior and comportment. Uh, and I could say that, so, Ben Shapiro is someone that confirmed that for me. So <laughs> after seeing him, I was like, oh, he okay. seems like someone I probably would not enjoy having a conversation with. <laughs> So, so so, what was the row about between? He offered to debate uh, Alexandra uh, Cortez. Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, ocasio, ocasio-, ocasio- Cortez. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he offered her uh, ten thousand dollars, or or actually, the way his supporters what? have been, the way his, the way his supporters have been, to be fair, have been framing it as he offered her campaign or the charity of her choice, $10,000, basically uh, to discuss her ideas around socialism. Um, I just want to quote Isha Aran from Splinter, uh, describing Ben Shapiro, just to put a little bit more flesh on the bones that, that Travis had laid out. She says, the highly anticipated, this is in response to Ben Shapiro's response to Black Panther, the film. The highly anticipated movie Black Panther is set to come out this weekend. So naturally, Ben Shapiro, noted racist, man the New York Times, is repeatedly anointed as a leading conservative thinker, and bowl of potato salad that has been sitting in the sun for four hours has thoughts. Um, the, thing, the thing about, yeah, the thing about Ben Shapiro is that, from what I can tell, he uh, is just a he's a, he's one of those he's one of those folks who carries the banner for conservative thought in a very sort of populist way. I think he has a a a, a, a fairly well subscribed um, radio like program. Ten- Ten million mm-hmm. downloads, I think, his podcast. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. So he has a very, very uh, robust and wide audience. Well, not you know, not, not politically wide, I suppose.
0: I was going to say, yeah, probably yeah.
1: not. Yeah, probably not. But deep, um, lots of subscribers. Um, he, uh, I got into it on Twitter with a couple of people who were basically saying. Oh, she's afraid of debating him. She, her ideas are horrible. <laughs> uh, and my response was, thank goodness that she said what she said. Her, her response, I thought, was eloquent. She said... Why is it that these men think that they are entitled to my time and attention? It's like cat it's yes. like cat calling. Just because you just because yes. you yell out to me on the street doesn't mean that you deserve a response. And so she and she left well it said. there. And I was like, You're damn right. And more women need to say this. That just because mm-hmm. you are a man of privilege doesn't mean you deserve her time or attention, and you're not entitled to either. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I got into it with a couple of his <laughs> followers, and they were like, "Ah, oh, she's running scared." Nobody's saying she's in into... dude. Um, my position is that Ben Shapiro ben Shapir isn't actually worth the time of day. He's actually not worth arguing with.
0: Yeah, you know that my. So I didn't read uh, very much of of the thing. I mean, he's he's pretty prolific. Uh, I mean, as mm-hmm. a writer, so uh, the thing that I with. With people like Ben Shapiro, um, is is basically the, in um, Goldberg, the guy that is a uh, National Review editor. Okay, that both of them, and and this is a whole breed of of conservative thinkers, and I think there are serious conservative thinkers out there. I agree. Those those two are not on that list right. because what they do is they 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 provoke um with some sort of like kind of lowbrow populist uh incitement uh, mm-hmm. and then when they're pressed on their ideas their their ideas are pretty milk toast and not yes. really all that yeah, uh, ambitious absolutely. or not sophisticated even, not even, or yeah. not that sophisticated. No, yeah, mm. it, it, even in a conservative vein. Right. Right. So, uh, you know, one of the one of the interesting things. So one of our, Ocasio-Cortez's platform um, platform is this national right to work. This was an idea that was born in conservative think tanks the idea that there was a national right to work, essentially putting the uh putting the population to work for you know whatever various causes that's not inherently a that's not an inherently liberal nor conservative idea right it, you socialists. can kind of wear different hats with that mm-hmm. i mean but that's an ambitious uh difficult uh inspiring idea mm-hmm. and and really what these like shapiro pedals and goldberg pedals are, are really just uh, mediocrity, just mm. dressed up. Uh, I mean, it's it's really, it's uh, they're laughable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I anyway, was a, uh, I, I, I knew, I knew uh, Seth or Stephen, I knew you'd be able to, to, to sort of tell me what the kind of the origin of what that, I didn't actually know that he had offered 10,000 to the campaign. Uh, I didn't either. I thought that
1: was ridiculously <laughs> it's repulsive. Just just, yeah, asanine. it's offensive. Why would, why would you offensive. do that? Why would you do yeah. that? And then, it's offensive yeah, and, and it's small. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, just
2: a, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a, a dick move. It is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's yep. a dick move. Yep. It, it is. is. That's right. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. See, and he and confirmed in his photo, if you see
0: him. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> precisely. Yeah. So, um,
1: so to lead us into our topic. Um, yeah, right. Um, so Ben Shapiro is not the kind of person, clearly, who would be good at uh, or competent at uh, disseminating what we might call a noble lie. Um, uh, um, who would be? Ooh. Well, let's let's foreground the noble lie
0: for the Good. listeners. Really. Yes, please, please. yes, absolute context. Uh, so the noble lie, uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be translated as lie. It can be myth. Uh, it's uh, the idea in Plato's Republic put forth by Socrates. Um, and I won't give you the, the background of that because you probably get a better answer just by Googling it. Mm. That essentially uh, there is something... Uh, effective and admirable about a myth or lie that uh, promotes social cohesion, mm-hmm. even if it is not real, mm-hmm. and that that social cohesion uh, essentially the myth that it covers up is inequality,
1: mm-hmm. and that
0: there is a reason for the inequality, and that um, you know this he mm-hmm. uh, in the Republic it's all these metal tiers, right. you know gold silver etc. I iron so, and brass. Iron and bronze. Yeah, yeah. 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 Thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um so uh, so uh, this idea. I just I thought it would be fun to talk uh with Seth and Steven about this. So, so Seth so, to good. your
1: question. So, so yeah, so I'll go back to my question, but I'll ask it a slightly different way. What has been a good noble fiction?
2: Oh, the American dream.
1: Oh, nice one. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Nice one. And and oh, just so absolutely. just so we get down a brass tacks so that Everybody's on the same page with us. Stephen, what would you say is the American dream?
2: The American dream is the fiction that you can um, transcend your class and achieve your goal as a um, prosperous, freedom-loving person. Right. That's a bit short, but yeah. No,
1: but that's it. And I just want to add on to that. That classically how that has played out At least in the 20th century I think it's kind of changed in the last couple of generations But 20th century America From basically the Great Depression On through maybe let's say the 80s, 90s How that's The the form that's been given generally is You have A house that you've bought and paid for Or that you are paying off You have kids that are able to go to college You have a vehicle or two In your driveway um, uh, uh, and and
2: you're able to travel, yeah.
1: right? Right, right, exactly, right, exactly. And and that's that. Those are the sort of um, basics. I would I, I would offer
0: a tiny critique to Stephen, not critique, uh, addendum to Stephen's I think very able uh, summary of the American Dream, which is to transcend the circumstances of your birth, not necessarily class, because I do think. Class, uh, I, there needs to be a racial component in America, mm. uh, in <laughs> okay. in, well, in identifying in identifying uh, what like sort of achievement can mean, right? So you're not just. You don't get to just transcend class. You get to transcend uh, the realities of, you know, racial segregation in the United States. I mean, that certainly was Martin Luther King's segue into the American dream. Mm-hmm. So, and no, this thank is, you for that. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: and this is precisely why Herman Cain made an even potentially mm. feasible good link gop good link. candidate right mm-hmm. because he was representative of that he had yeah, worked yeah, himself up link. i forget what he where he started but he became ceo of that of his company and mm-hmm. you, you know million dollar house blah la, right. properties here and there um, so he was representative of that mm-hmm. in a sort of that american dream in a sort of full uh, uh, uh,
0: bloom so, oh no, Stephen, go ahead, please. No, just thinking about
2: politicians who, who may have been born with a silver spoon in their mouth, but had their photographs or even their their lives adjusted or changed a bit, their, their biographies to say they were born by a log cabin because mm-hmm. it was this idea <laughs> mm-hmm. that one could pull oneself up by their bootstraps. But that the whole idea has currency, mm-hmm. but for
0: for a, a variety of people,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Right.
0: So you know. Hmm. Uh, Aren't each of us sitting here a product of the American dream?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, now.
0: I mean, before, before, we, before we pull out our switchblades <laughs> and start gutting the, the reality of the dream, this mm. idea, mm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Are, are, aren't we products of it?
2: Well, I was born by a river in a little tent, mm. you know? <laughs> just like a river. <laughs> well, That was know, my question to you guys, but go well, ahead.
0: Well, mm-hmm? you, But did you know, you, what about your homes? Homes? I'm saying, you no, know, no, your homes, as in each of you, respectively, each of you grew up in a home. Right, um, absolutely. Yeah, so... And you know, I didn't mean plural like your your moneyed property, wow. Steve. No, nice. no, 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 they don't, don't exist. No, <laughs> no,
1: actually, if if I may, um, mm-hmm. that actually really gets to the heart of what my sort of immigrant experience has been like. Because mm-hmm. and my father, God, it, awful, awful person politically. Just and not not a, not someone who cares to read very much. So his politics are even worse than they naturally mm-hmm. are.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: he would consistently say to me as a child, I came here with barely anything. I worked hard. I saved my money. Uh, he doesn't acknowledge the kind of help that he got. He did get help from a woman named Anne Nathanson, an older Jewish woman who basically, I think, she he's never said this to me, but I read between the lines of his history. And I think what she did was she put him, took him under her wing and showed him basically how to buy these undervalued buildings. I remember um, you
0: telling me this, actually. And, and I remember I, you telling right, me this and, story. And, you
1: know, of course, he, you know, he took out a mortgage, paid for it over time. But by, that, by the point that he kind of started to sort of be able to limp along and then walk, he was getting rents and being able to, and he'd fall behind on lots of things, but was able to squeak by... Use the, the the rent money to make repairs in the building, keep the building uh, uh, mm-hmm. warm during the winters, la la, la and eventually became mm, yeah. mm-hmm, it became somewhat prosperous. Um, and so I and and I think it's funny. I, I I had this interaction with someone the other day, someone who I um, was who I spent some time with, and she was telling me about how she grew up, and she was kind of apologizing to me because she's like, well, you know. Um, I had a nanny and she's like, Well, you know, I was I grew up my with two doctors as my parents, so and, and I and I was like, it's it's fine, it's fine. I went to private school. I had piano mm-hmm. lessons. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, it's it's I, I rode horses when I was a kid because I got sent away to a summer camp where I could do that. Like it's not like I get it, it's cool. I mm-hmm. grew up being very much sort of framed by my parents' instantiation of the American dream, right? Their mm-hmm. belief in it. Even though I don't think they would articulate it quite the way I have, but their belief mm-hmm. in it was firm, and the belief that they could be better, and that they could, and that I could be better, and and I was, and I had another conversation with an, with an ex-colleague of mine. I remember at a going-away lunch um, at mm-hmm. Hyperallergic a few months back, and I was talking about how middle-class <clears throat> Jamaicans. A lot of people don't understand this about middle-class Jamaicans. and middle-class Jamaicans are extremely aspirational. Mm-hmm. Extremely mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, And I said something more about that And he said So it's really on brand of you That you have a PhD And I was like mm, Yeah mm, It wow. kind of is It, it kind of is <laughs> right. Wow <Yeah>. On brand <laughs> Yeah So I'm like Yeah I mean I'm My life is very much Sort of framed by The sort of aspirations That I think were Quite intrinsic To my family But definitely got channeled Through The mm. lens of the american myth mm-hmm. through coming here. Wow. Yeah,
0: so I so uh I I would interpret Seth's uh story as a very strong affirmative to mm. that question mm. of aren't we here because of that dream. Mm. Uh Steven, you got i I'm sure you got <laughs> something to to push back against that because I know I have a feeling the idea is, is um distasteful to you
2: okay so it's funny i love that that setup um (laughs) (laughs) so when just looking back at the the myth of the three metals i mean Mm. i I come from i come from farmers Mm. right so i'm the Mm. son of a farmer i'm the son of a the son of two grand um, parents who had farms what kind of crops they there was corn there was Mm. um there was um I think, you know what? I have to say I don't know because okay. I'm about to invent something and I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Sure, um, sure. Fair. But they also don't did, did livestock and so forth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my father, who left the South um, three days after he graduated high school on a Greyhound bus to California, mm. but stopped in Ohio because we had cousins there. And cousins were basically that we knew that we called cousins. <laughs> um, <laughs> because that happens a lot. I'm like, that's not really my cousin. No, that's not your cousin. Mm-hmm. Not blood, but that's your cousin. Mm-hmm. You guys so, can hook up. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like great. Uh, and so <laughs> he, his idea of living was very middle class aspirational. Mm. But for his father and for my mother's father to have uh, my fa- my mother's grandfather to have farms, those that that could have. I'm I trying to figure out whether or not they were middle class and not working class because mm-hmm. they owned these farms. They weren't mm-hmm. um, migrant. I mean, what do you call that when you migrant farm labor? On someone else's land? Not migrant labor, but when you own, someone else owns it oh, and you are working sh- it. Sharecropping. Sharecropping. Yeah. They weren't right. sharecroppers. They owned yeah. it. So right. I right. think that that came out of that middle class sensibility. Hmm. However, my mother was a, she worked at a bank for a while, a, a data entry Woman Mm, for years. mm -hmm. And my father constantly worked two to three jobs. Hmm. I've always considered us working class, Mm -hmm. always. Mm -hmm. Um, And their instructions to their five children was not to get pregnant and don't go to jail. Hmm. So it wasn't college, (laughs) even though two of us went to college. My (laughs) sister did one semester, and I did, you know, I went through both undergrad and graduate school. But I never thought until someone stopped me at college one day and said, Oh, you're middle class. I didn't consider that middle class at all, mm-hmm. right. um, but it was the idea, it was the aspirational part of it, mm-hmm. and not necessarily the economics of it, that informed this person's idea of middle classness, mm-hmm. and so to this very day I go, I think if it weren't for the American Dream, if were, because I started out trying to be an artist, but got too scared, mm-hmm. and decided well, I better go to school. So I never followed the, the artist thing all the way through. Mm. I followed it in bits and pieces throughout my life. So that wasn't my first, that was my first choice. Mm-hmm. But it was still linked to the American dream that I could, I could leave Toledo. I could leave a part of Toledo that was largely depressed mm-hmm. economically, but also um, socially as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was a number of things. Um, so the I don't really have a pushback on the American Dream thing because I don't think it could have been a singer or a musician or a writer if it weren't for those ideas that you can transcend what it is that you were given. Mm-hmm. Do you know? So I think it did. I think I think the American Dream did help. What bothers me about the American Dream is that it's it's so much more complicated because we think that we can transcend class, yeah. economics. So very easily.
0: So do you, do you know this, uh, I made the rounds on social media, this analogy for uh, sort of uh, economic progress, social progress. It's like a classroom is set up and you have people in the rows and there's a trash can in the front. No, no, no. Okay, uh, it's it's really simple, and it's great. I I love this analogy. Yeah. Yeah. So you have (laughs) you have people in say you know ten rows, and uh, if you make it in the trash can, you get to keep your front row, and if you miss, you have to move back, and if you make it from the back, you get to move up, and so of course, what you happen is the people that are in the front row have a much easier time making it in the trash can, and so for the most part, even the mediocre ones get to stay there. And then, of course, the very inept ones have to move back. And then as you get further back in the rows, uh, the ability to move up becomes largely connected to, of course, luck or just supreme skill. And so... LeBron this James. Is, yeah, thank you. Right, right. These are, quote-unquote, the circumstances of birth, right? So you... I mean, really, and I forget which comedian said this, they were making it, maybe Chris Rock was saying, like, it's not that Obama got elected that, that tells us that America has transcended race. It's like if you can get, you know, some average, uh, uh, black male that like, and he, you know, of course has a line of, I don't remember. I'm not going to do it. Cause it would not be funny if I did it. Um, but you know, kind of riffs on what it would take to get some, like just average African American to be elected president. It's t- in order to match the average white men who have been president throughout his, uh, throughout absolutely. history. And so, yeah, I always true. thought that was particularly perceptive because I think, you know, yes, that's it exactly. Right. I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Seth, you're about to say something.
1: No, I, I, I interrupted you. I apologize, Travis. I just I was thinking of another Chris Rock joke story that he made that is sort of illustrative of that. But he takes it in a slightly different direction. He talks mm-hmm. about living where he lives. I think it's Nutley, New Jersey. And he mm-hmm. says, I am Chris Rock. Right. You know, successful mm-hmm. comedian, uh, mm-hmm. movie star, la, la, la. He says, "You know who lives next to me in, in Nutley, New Jersey?"
0: I know this bit. He <laughs> says,
1: "A dentist." <laughs> a dentist, like he, he's a good dentist, and he has, you know, has, has a couple of practices. <laughs> right, 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 right. But he's like a dentist, like that's <laughs> indicative of the kind yeah. of kind of rift, right, that we're talking about, that is uh, uh, essentially generated by race and ethnicity. Right, yes, um, um, and which which is a rift that is not ever fully bridged by the American dream, and I think part of mm-hmm. our problem, or at least I should say i I, I should own this, my problem with that the, the, let's and let's take this back to the idea of a noble myth. The problem with the noble myth is that, particularly in, in the case of the American dream, is that what happens. Is you begin to think then that if you haven't transcended your class, something's wrong with you. Oh, right. oh, no, absolutely. That's the th- So you get people being impugned with this sort of moral, ethical, physical failure. And then, we, and then we further, we, we take that further and we go, okay, it's not just that you're like dumb and stupid and you're lazy, but that's your fault that you're dumb and stupid right. and lazy and you deserve what you don't have.
2: Was it always that way? Or was that more recent sort of like take on that?
1: I, but so I, I, you know what, I suspect... Sorry, go ahead, Travis. Yeah,
0: well, it is... So I think, again, you know, it's a spectrum, right? So, I mean, every, every large-scale... A uh, society of strangers, network of strangers, right? Community mm-hmm. of strangers, has to have some version of this myth in order to adhere. But America's version is particularly, uh, it's uh, uh, particularly stark and puritanical. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, you it's it's softer. There's more gradations in a lot of in in the European cultures that I'm aware of. Um, and and I would suspect the same is true in others. And there are other cultures that are worse than the United States too, in that way. So I don't know if it's gotten better or worse on a spectrum within our country, but it is certainly better and worse than other cultures and how they how they uh, uh, put forward the myth and work See, within the
1: framework. Which is what I was going to say. Just a, sorry, sorry mm-hmm. Stephen, just real quickly about the untouchables in India. I mean, they. I mean, it is essentially skin color, mm-hmm. and they have no way of transcending their mm-hmm. class as an untouchable, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. And I actually know very little about this, but from what I've read.
0: Stephen, so, you were about to say something?
2: So I was just thinking about something that you both touched on, and it's the idea... So the reason why it's your fault, Travis and, and Seth, is I was thinking about the, the fact, the reason why I asked the question was because I was thinking, so it was a comment that Toni Morrison made years ago about, she says, you know, when people, today people just celebrate money and people who have money. She goes, back then, you look back and you, and you go, somebody got a lot of money. What did they do to get that? Mm-hmm. And there was more of a critique of that. Right. Do you know? Right. And it also turns me. Suspicion. 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 And yeah. And I'm reading them. He goes, Isn't it interesting that two of the most um, most popular superheroes right now are Batman and Iron Man? And these are both millionaires.
0: It's <laughs> a great book, by the way. <laughs> it uh, is a great it's, book. It's I love a, it's it. It's a great book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually taught that a few years ago. And, uh, oh, get it, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great book. Oh,
2: man. i love to talk about that uh, with yeah. you. So great. Uh, yeah.
0: So, yeah. So, I mean, I think, so it seems like we, I mean, I think we all—it sounds to me, or at least what I hear echoing back, is we basically concede that you do need the noble myth, the noble lie, but that it needs to be— so, uh, both both Seth and Steven, since you are only hearing this, both of them jumped back like I had just struck them.
1: Yeah. I <laughs> so, grimaced. I, I grimaced a bit. So, I winced. I just went. So, Where did he hear that? I was so, just like... Because because
0: whether whether you whether you um, whether it sits comfortably with you or not, both of you have I think have both owned and articulated quite well. That who you are today, and the the ambitions with which you have approached the circumstances in your life, are products of that mythology. Even even the parts where you lament uh, other people's circumstances or lack of luck or or you know I mean and taking all of those things for granted. So you know in I, I since I'm the only one that has uh, uh, no no that's not true. Stephen has a son also. So I, they, I mean the. Uh, When you teach your child how to make their way in the world, what you tell them is personal responsibility, Mm. even though you understand Mm. that there is maybe even more luck than responsibility. Mm. Call it 80-20. That's fine. But that 20% is critical. And so how else do we move through the world as a country, as... As a nation, let me go even more ambitiously. As a nation, mm. unless we, for the 21st century, update, flesh out, but reinvigorate the noble lie, the noble myth of the mm. American dream.
1: Well, would it would, would and an, a reinvigoration of that myth involve acknowledging its mythology, its 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 rootedness in fiction?
0: So. I t- let me let me just give you the most honest answer I can to that. I don't know. Mm. I'm I'm really I'm really unsure where I come down personally where I come down on that because clearly in certain circles that must be what's done. Ben Shapiro needs to fucking hear that, mm. right? Like there 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 are lots of people in that in elite circles that need to hear that and know that. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I worry about the effectiveness of the mythology if it is seen as purely artificial.
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, but I, think, I, mean I think that's fundamentally why I disagree with the notion of, 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 of this, um, uh, this sort of um, widespread, um, widely subscribed fiction, is that it doesn't actually treat fellow humans like adults. It presumes, no. right, mm-hmm. it presumes that we have to be coddled, that there's only a degree of self-awareness that we can have before we sort of implode. And I, I, and mm-hmm. I, I want to say something super controversial here right now, I think, <laughs> which is that my position is that most organized religions are the, a version of the noble. Of, the of noble course spirit. it is. I don't think right? that's controversial. I agree with you. Right, but but a lot of a lot. I would say most people on the planet would not, and they would say they would defend to the death. In fact, they would uh, uh, say that the kind of story that I am telling now—that there really is no the God, and there really is no plan laid out for you. That is your fate. That is your destiny. There really, really is no puppet master. Mm. That that idea is more dangerous than whatever uh, religious creed they subscribe to. I, I'm pretty sure most people on the planet would say that to me. So uh, you know, uh, I, to to clarify one uh, two things. One, uh,
0: in in my uh, in my ambivalence, I would acknowledge that anyone should have access to. The the workings for this noble mythology, this noble lie, right? I'm not saying that you cordon off access to that knowledge or that awareness. Okay. So, but just to clarify, two, uh, I think that the very fact of what you just what you just described that mm-hmm. most people must cling very tightly to those mythologies is is I'm not looking down on them for that. I'm saying the circumstances for human civilization might make that absolutely necessary. Hmm. You know, reduce wow. reduce the population. Just, oh, mm-hmm. no, Stephen, please jump in. Jump in. Yeah, I, so, wow. so when you
2: first... So I have not thought about this that much. And when I got this assignment, I went and looked it up, and I was reading Plato, talking about Socrates, and I said, you know, don't really think about nationhood in the way... That this guy was proposing, I just don't Mm -hmm. think about it that way. I think about politics and think about other things. But Mm -hmm. I was like, well, what kind of society would I build if there were no um, the myth? If there was no myth of any kind, Uh, Mm -hmm. or not myth, but just this idea, what would I build? Um, And and I couldn't come up with an answer. And I said I wanted to just hold a space. So I could develop that because I think more often than not, I'm confronted with and I've read over the years that if we don't have this idea of something that may move forward as a culture, because there's so many people and there's so many desires and so many ways of being Mm -hmm. in the world. I agree with Trav. I mean, I agree with um, Seth about this idea of never being treated like an adult (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you can handle stuff. Because even, you may not find these people on television, but there are some people who work working class or poor people who have amazing critiques of, of the system. They do. Of course they And do. like you said, it's not according off of that information or that education or access to it. But having a myth is sort of like... It, it, you need something to maybe motivate you and kind of keep you going. And I want to add that being homo was one of those things that added to that. Mm. I got to get out of here mm. because I need a space mm-hmm. and there's no space here for me. Mm-hmm. But so sometimes is-, is that idea of the outsider.
0: Well, let me moving. let me throw something in that I would say is uh, sure. maybe a controversial in this group. But but <laughs> the idea that an identity as a homosexual Means that you have more in common with other people because they share a similar sexual orientation is also a kind of mythology. Oh, no, absolutely. Mm. No, I've learned that. So the thing that sent you out on your quest was Mm -hmm. a pursuit, was the very idea that there was a space in the world filled with people that. That you well, that would be like you. Now you, in your own experience, you have revealed that. No, no. Please jump in. You want to say something? So no, I, no, no. It's I, perfect. I, go ahead, Chef Sorry. No, no, no. I think it, I think it's clear what I'm saying. So <laughs> yeah. I think I think you can go. You can respond. <laughs> so I was
2: so, but even that turned out to be a lie. Sure. So I just want to be clear about yeah. that. It's that. So your argument, the idea that anything can be a paradise. Is 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 very very um, fraught with danger for me personally, and I think for the culture. But it's, I don't know if people would get up in the morning if they didn't think they had something. So I think I'm kind of coming around to what you're saying about this myth hmm. thing. I just don't know what the myth would be. But
1: well, that's the that right wouldn't thing. be that's the Maybe maybe what and I. I, I I, this is what I'm coming to believe: is that maybe what we what we do in the course of living our our own lives is we move through a variety of myths every day. Mm. Like maybe mm. we are kind of caught up in mm. the Venn diagram overlap, where it's like mm-hmm. the American dream plus the dream of the sexual paradise, where you are allowed to be completely free and like uh, uh, mm. uh, uh, motivated by your own sense of rightness and and you know uh, my part of part of the Mm -hmm. mythology that i subscribe to i know this about me is that if i find a community of really deeply intellectual people (laughs)
2: yes, intellectually
1: honest people that Mm is going to be all right that Mm -hmm. is going to be Fine, and the more and the more I, I, you know, the older I get, the more I realize, like, not necessarily, no. because some fucking people <laughs> who are really intellectually honest and smart are pedophiles. Yeah, some right. are like, some <laughs> are like people who like treat their partner, their romantic partners, like shit. Like, so you know, some are people who like are bipolar. Some are you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, they're people that's fucked right. up in myriad ways. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, Oneida communities in the United States uh, is all I would say for that. I mean, these, are, <laughs> these, were, these were communities in the 19th century that were idyllic, intellectual, you know, Margaret mm-hmm. Fuller, Emerson, people belonged to them, and they died out after a handful of years because the communities couldn't survive because no one wanted to go do the things that are necessary to make a community continue and thrive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're pushing up against time. Uh, Stephen, why don't you have the last word? Because I think... Uh, Stephen oh, no, no, no,
1: no, 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 I give it to you, uh, Travis. Please, please
0: take it. <laughs> well, you know what? That I don't know, no, I defer is the last word. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> wow. Uh, Good appreciate job. appreciate it. Uh, please uh, tune in next week. Thanks very much.
1: Thanks very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.